listening to Lost Queens. Alrighty, guys. Spooky season is upon us. We're getting very close. Woo! Very close to Halloween. Anyways. Oh, best season ever. I would say so. And so, I just thought it'd be really cute if we wanted to share some of our, like, favorite spooky stories or, like, ghost stories or true crime because we are women and women love a good murder <laughs> mystery. Tell me how she got stabbed. Oh, we really do. Were her arms cut off? Were her legs cut off? Please, tell me Were more. Were her ears cut off? <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know us, uh, we are Lost Queens, and we are just three anonymous women who don't know what the fuck we're doing. So Amen. Here we um, I'm Flower, and I have my lovely co-hosts, Larry and Nick. <laughs> and we don't have a script, so for today, I found my case yesterday. It gave me the absolute heebie-jeebies. I thought I was going to have a nightmare last night. I didn't. And I'm a little scared. I don't know why. I listened to a murder podcast every other day. You know, tell me a new way somebody's killed someone. I'm there for it. But this one kind of creeped me out, like, a lot. So I have six pages worth of information. And um, she really said I bring the whole book. I got way, I was like, meanwhile, I I gotta tell them everything. Oh my god, did they know this? Did they know that? So I'm gonna be really sad if either of you know what I'm gonna talk about. It'll kill me a little bit, that's fine. Okay, uh, just based off the fact that you brought six pages, um, Nick, I didn't prepare anything, so where you at? Yeah, so (laughs) I actually forgot what we were doing today. So I also have nothing, so really... You know what, Flower's just gonna gonna be driving the car today. Honestly, yes. (laughs) Okay, well, I would just like to say that I hope that all of these facts are correct. And if they're not, uh, don't hold me to them and do your own research. Please and thank you. So, originally, I was gonna cover something I didn't know anything about. I did think about doing ones I do know, like Junko, you know, like the 44 Days of Torture, um, The Little Toy Box... And all these other quite infamous stories. But I was like, it's been done before. You know, if you're a true crime person, you already know the basics. So I was like, why don't I try to do something a little different? But then I was like... The basics? Yeah. The basics. (laughs) The basics, an elaborate murder. murder. (laughs) How to get away with murder. (laughs) You know what I mean by the basics? It's your Ted Bundy's. You know, your Jeffrey Dahmer's. Your... The slasher and all that other stuff. Anyways, but then I realized on TikTok that there was a lot of the Menendez brothers going around, and I was like, <gasps> I was like, I don't know about the Menendez brothers. No, 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 no. You are not about to drop the Menendez brothers cases. I'm actually not. I'm not actually. No. Okay. No. Um, maybe that's something we can talk about in a bit but I did look into the Menendez brothers and they really like struck a chord with me so I definitely do want to talk about it at some point Nick do you know the Menendez brothers? it rings a bell can you give me like a rough overview? yeah they're two brothers Um, when they were 21 and 18 they went and sh- like shot both of their parents and killed them and they're from like a very rich they come from a really rich family and, you know, once they were in trial, they actually admitted that they were being sexually assaulted and raped by their dad and emotionally and physically abused by their mother. Wait, I feel like I 
I saw like a section mm. of this on TikTok, but I just didn't know like the so full the, story because you know how people do like in parts. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel so like I know what you're thing, about. Well, the sad thing is, is um, they the first trial actually the jury couldn't come to a verdict, and then in the second one they were sentenced to life in 1995, and because of TikTok, mm. um, there's actually a petition going on to give them a retrial because so many people believe that they do not deserve to be you know punished for this lifelong crime i mean it depends like how did they kill them you know what i mean like i don't know like i understand like you're being like abused and stuff but like it depends like how they killed them and how like meditated it was because if it's like a whole like okay let's kill them to get away i understand that but if it was like so premeditated and then they like they made them suffer like the parents mm. it's kind of like a okay there's like something wrong there you know what yeah I mean? so I, I think i think they just they just shot their parents maybe like a couple of rounds but i think they just shot the parents there wasn't like okay. There no, wasn't like then. from what I've. Oh, in that yeah. case, <laughs> in that case, but no. also in that just just a couple of shots. Also, because of the media coverage, right? So a lot of people looked at these two white boys from the hills and were like, "Oh, they just want the money. Oh, the sexual assault stuff is just a lie." But when you go through some of like the tapes and stuff, just the way that they speak, it it like it hit something. But anyways, that's not the case I wanted to cover because I was like, it's a little basic. Sorry, are these are these kids like bogans or are they like rich super people? Rich. No, they're they're super rich. They're really well off. But like Beverly Hills. What what the fuck? How? But yeah, that it doesn't do like... it doesn't make sense. Like when I was first read like reading up and like obviously going into like a deeper hole with this case, what didn't make sense is a lot of people that were commenting and saying how you know money was probably their their main motive but it's 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 crazy to me because i'm like they're they're rich they don't have to murder someone to get money or or yeah they already have it get their savings or whatever they can like easily be able to access that money which is obviously their parents but like still that's not enough of a motive for them to go around shooting their parents so anyway that was just my side note i don't think absolutely you know they're innocent (laughs) (laughs) no um Sorry, how old are they? They were 21 and 18 at the times of the crime. So they're like well into their 30s and 40s now. Oh, I can't do math. Maybe 50s. We'll deep. I mean, I feel like the age thing like lines up with the whole like, it's like that time of your life where you end up like taking a stand against your parents. It's, it's a really. So that, that does make it's sense. It's a really big conversation of power, right? Because it was the father who was the abuser. And the mother did her own form of emotional and physical and, you know, mental abuse to them. So I think it's a really good um, understanding of, like, oh, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, no matter how rich or famous you are, like, assault is assault. And it can be delivered to anybody. And it's, like, a real state of mind. Um, so, yeah, I just really felt for them, but I wasn't I wasn't ready to be able to sit through every single court hearing because I'm going to do it, and I have been. Okay, now, like, talking about this, I feel like I have one to talk about that you guys probably have never heard about. This is, like, it's not, like, a murder thing. Go on. <laughs> What's up? It's not a murder thing. It's not, like, a murder thing, but it's. I feel like it's, like, just as fucked up. So I mean... Yeah, I'll, I might get okay, into that later so, on today's episode. <laughs> so let me let me let me get onto the actual story. And the one I want to cover today mm, okay. is the Burari deaths. 
And both of you look like, looking at me like you don't know what I'm on about, which I love. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. We're like two pigeons, I, like, okay. I'm like, what? Okay. All right. I'm so excited. You ready, guys? So let me set the scene. I would like to describe this story as a story of power, spirituality, mental illness, mystery, and overall an act of faith, right? So, Burari is a place in Delhi, India, and that's why it's called the Burari Deaths, because that's the area it's from. So, we follow a family called the Chandawat family, right? I'm gonna stop because I've got to look at the notes. The pause is gonna happen. Because mentally, I'm trying to say the Indian name properly and respectfully, and also trying not to bring shame to my family. So, essentially, there are three generations that live under a single roof, right? It's a very common practice in Asian Indian communities to be, you know, have your elders and your young all living in one house. So, these guys, they're a middle class family. They owned a grocery shop and a plywood business in the area, and they had just married off a daughter, they're lovely, respected people in their area. Um, you know, they, they spent lavishly for their daughter's wedding and everything, right? So, right. let me introduce you to the household. Um, it consists of 11 people. There's a grandmother, Devi, she's 80. And with her, she lives with her three children. Her son, Bhavnesh, who's 50, and his wife, Savita, who's 48. And then their three children... Neetu, who's 25, Manika, who's 23, and Durav, who's 15. I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. So that's one family, right? And then the the other child, his name is Lalit. He's 45. He's got a wife called Tina. She's 42. And they have a son called Shivam, who's 15, right? And that's another family. And then the last one is a daughter. Her name is... I want to say it's Bhatia, I could be wrong. She is 57. She's a widower, so her husband's passed. And she also has her daughter, Priyanka, who's 33, right? Their, their granddad died in like 2007 of like natural causes. And overall, this family is like really well-known, kind. The kids are known to be very smart. They've got, you know, strong heads on their shoulders, intellectual understanding. In the community, the grandparents were seen as like a parental figure and everybody knew and trusted them. They would take care of people's kids and stuff like that. So, I just have to dive right into this. So, they had um, Priyanka's engagement, right? In mid-June, I think June 17th, 2018, they had her engagement party. And they spent lavishly, they did all these amazing things. And then 14 days later, um, on the 30th of June, 2018, early one morning, a neighbor had gone over to the family's household since their um, grocery shop hadn't been open yet. This is like 5.30 in the morning. And on the first floor of the house, they found 10 bodies hung in a circular formation of a mesh in the ceiling. And then the, the grandmother, Devi, was found dead adjacent to a room and she looked like she had been strangulated. So there's 11 dead family members in this house. What the wait, fuck? wait. Wait, Wait, was this like a big ass place? Like, were they just like? No, it was a small little cute little place. So, eleven of the family members were were they all found dead the same way? They were all hung from the except for the grandma. Yeah, in a circular formation. What the fuck? (gasps) Okay, no, that's some like fucked up like witchcraft like shit right there. This is why I had to cover this. Um, I had to terrified the shit out of me. Oh my god, I see now what you mean about the story being. (laughs) 
be oh can you imagine walking in and yes just see, oh no i laugh because i'm uncomfortable guys if you hear me giggling it's because i don't know how to deal with this yeah trauma response <laughs> it's okay yeah. so one of the neighbors had gone over imagine walking into somebody's house people that you love and respect neighbors of your you know community and you go in and you find them hung all right so no the that's, guy really was, 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 he just thought it, they were just like waking up late. Yeah. He really just walked yeah, in there he, like, oh, oh my God. He got up, he was like, so I haven't seen the family in a while. Let's just go check up on them, get them some milk, you know? All right. Good so, neighbor being a good neighbor. Drops the milk. <laughs> the dramatic like milk drops <laughs> in the glass break. <laughs> oh. All right. So when they were found. You probably milked that this morning. <laughs> no. Okay. So, when they were found, their faces were wrapped almost entirely. Their ears were plugged with cotton, their mouths were taped, and their hands were tied and bound behind their back. There were five spoons. <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry. Hold up. These, these, de- okay, so these details. All right, so, they were wrapped, what exactly, were, like like a mummy? Like, like, were they wrapped like no, a mummy? Like, heads, what was going on? No, heads were covered with, like, parts of, I think it was, like, a sheet, like, like, Oh right, right. Like you, you before you know someone gets yeah. hung for like execution oh, like that. I think it was just their face was covered. It wasn't necessarily like that cloth that they put on people's necks, like their faces before they get hung. It was just I don't right. know. So there were five stories Wait, in and the so, room. Okay, yes, continue. It'll make Sorry, no I'm sense. Still trying. I'm, this is all just very. Wait, this makes no oh, sense so, at okay. all. Hold on. It, I, it explains as it goes. So there were five stools. We're running in the room. ahead of ourselves. Probably. <laughs> but there was 11 people hung. 10 people were hung. The grandmother was strangulated in another room. Wait, so did they? Hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm running ahead of myself You've got a here, lot of questions like... and you've just got to listen yeah. to the story, my guy. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're just going to. No, listen. let's make guesses. <laughs> we can make guesses. Yeah, make guesses. Okay. Day. So there were Wait, five sorry. stools. There's, there's five stools. Yeah, okay. there were five stools yeah. probably shared by the 10 members. Their faces were That's covered. Was, yep. Their faces were covered. Why did I think they had like one chair each? <laughs> I'm just like, how, I, my brain's just like, they couldn't have possibly shared the no, chair. No, I was like, like, I was like, surely they so went dumb. after each other. If there's like ten people, anyway. I'm anyway, so okay. I feel like we're just okay. Well, all right. Okay. At, at that point, why didn't they just use one chair? You know what I mean? I mean, they, it wouldn't have been close enough. Too long. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm assuming this is one person, like. They really out here setting up like five chairs, and they're like, "Okay, you guys need to be divided in half to make this work out." Guys. Okay, no, literally. Okay, I, I'm moving on. I'm right, sorry, guys, we're not going to make it to these six pages if you guys talk every two sentences. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Fab. Continue. Their yeah, faces yeah. were covered yes. with cloth pieces cut from a single bed sheet. Yeah, some of the bodies had their hands and feet tied as well. The kids were bound tighter than some of the parents. Not the kids. They were 15. Yeah, two of them were 15. They were the youngest. The deaths initially suspected to be a case of murder because of the tied limbs, blindfolds, and gagged mouths, right? However, that's not the case. The only surviving member of the household was Tommy, the Mm. pet dog. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because, like, sorry, it was a really sad story. <laughs> I'm just laughing because right. I did ask expecting, so, like, so Tommy. Yeah, I expected a human <laughs> yeah. being. So Tommy was Tommy. 
the yeah, dog. Tommy the dog. Hey, at least Tommy survived, man. We, we, was... we're, dogs gotta live their best True. life. The dog survived. It's fine, guys. It was a happy end. This, this is actually really sad because actually they found Tommy chained to the terrace and suffering from a high fever when the police found him along with, you know, the 10 bodies. Um, they didn't know who tied him up. However, a rescue um, stray animal service came over and immediately took him in, like under their rescue. But unfortunately, Tommy died of a heart attack 22 days no! later. Yeah. So he so didn't, didn't survive. Sub- oh my god. Us. We got gaslighted. Dude, she, <laughs> she saved that for us. She was like, she was like, he survived, but he didn't. <laughs> they were happy until they weren't. Every <laughs> What the hell? Alright, guys. Oh, no, so how are you feeling about this? Because I'm about to move on to the next section. I love how we're like, oh, 10 people hung and one person suffocated not the dog, dog who died of a heart attack i mean all all very sad obviously very sad deaths um i think we can agree though tommy tommy poor okay. tommy deserves rest in peace tommy oh. right, now you must be wondering why is there 10 people hanging in a in a house not just hanging just like, like chilling out they're like hung anyways so i thought i would break down all of the members of the house, right? You've got your elders. There's not really a lot to say about some of them. Like, the grandma, she's just lovely. She's just a nice lady. <laughs> she's just a grandma. <laughs> yeah. Bhavnesh, the oldest um, son, is a really lovely guy. He, like, took care of the grocery store, talked to everybody who came around, and he was very fond of his daughters. The two daughter-in-laws of the house were, like, great homemakers and homekeepers. They had a great sense of order in the house. Um, the daughter, Bhati, Bhatia, I don't know how to say her name. She was a tutor and children would literally come into their house and she would tutor them and they described her as, you know, strict but gentle. Um, they were all great members of the household and stuff like that. The interesting character we have here is Lalit. So Lalit is the second oldest son and he's a really complex character. Like he was described as funny, reserved, responsible, authoritative, all at once, right? Um, however, when he was in his senior year of school, he had an accident. I think it was a car accident. And um, it actually led him to repeating the year. And then later on, um, he dropped out. Anyways, time goes by. He's doing fine. He's doing all right for himself. He's working in the plywood shed. And then in 2004, he had another major accident where... He was pushed under several sheets of plywood and then set on fire. And they don't know who did it. He thought he was going to... He died, right? Wait, so what? Yeah, he thought he was going to die, but he... Wait, so he he died? He thought he was going to die, but he had... How the... Okay, first of all, how does plywood fall on you and then get set on fire? Wait, no, I think she's implying that someone did it on purpose. Yeah. Like someone was straight up about to like... like I was like, incinerate that dude. was a mighty accident no. right there. So somebody, so somebody oh, so wanted to kill God. him, but this accident left him voiceless. Oh. He no longer spoke after the incident. Yeah. Um, and so that was really sad. So for a long time, Wait, he so was he? So was he medically mute? So did they diagnose him with the fact they that he was... Never, they never got to a diagnosis where they were able to claim that he was medically mute. But he just could not speak from then on. Um, it could have been, you know, severe layers of trauma, um, you know, stuff like that. 
but medically they never really could define why he couldn't speak because there wasn't actually any physical damage to his vocal box. Right, right. Well, I mean, being crushed and then tried I mean, to be that's... burned alive would probably <laughs> yeah. be enough That'll trauma to stop you from speaking. Um, and, and so in 2007, um, his father died of respiratory illnesses, right? And the whole family was devastated. Everybody, there was a priest who was called in for 10 days of prayer after the dad's death. And then on one of those 10 days, they were all sitting and listening to the prayers when Lalit suddenly started chanting Om which is a very, very um, religious no. thing in Hindu culture. Yeah. So his voice came back and everybody said, dad has returned. And this, this is signified as perhaps the beginning of the end. So they thought that the dad had possessed the son and was back. Well, I mean, it's a little interesting. Um... <laughs> Kind of. So, um, there was actually a lot of lifestyle changes that happened from, like, this point forward. Like, the whole family adopted a new lifestyle. Um, they stopped eating meat. They only had vegetarian food. They stopped drinking. They started praying a lot. They actually, the health of their, like, store and their company started growing. Like, their small business started growing. Um, from having one store, they ended up having three. Um, and they were like flourishing. The the house was doing really well together. And you know, Lalit was described as a guy who would do anything. He just wanted to be a kind person. But however, a week before you know the incident, um, Lalit stopped like going to a shop. He started keeping at, you know himself at home, spending more time sleeping and stuff like that. Right. So I wanted to like go into it's such a big thing when it's three generations of death right? How do you have 15-year-olds and people in their 20s, you know? Because at this point, people were like, it's mass suicide, right? When you see 10 bodies. It just sounds like someone was out for them when you think of, like, the whole, like, all three generations were wiped out. Like, it feels like it's intentional, you know what I mean? It doesn't sound like it's a suicide for Mm. me. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards, like, I don't know, just the fact that they, their their immediate reaction, I mean, I, I guess I kind of get it, like, culturally, obviously, um, how when the son started speaking again, how that was, I mean, obviously, it's like a great blessing, it's like a great thing that their, you know, son could now speak again, but the reaction of it being the dad is back, like, the, the well, fact that they- I think they were saying, like, their dad is back. Because he's got, like, a son That's of his own. Still but yeah, it's a little weird. Um, and so the biggest question I kind of... Oh, do you mean, like, he yeah, was back? like, dad's back. Oh, I thought you meant, like, I thought, the, like the, the grandfather Yeah, was like, that's back. what I was thinking the whole time. I, I was mean, like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. It's a little up for, like, debate. Um, but yeah, so my biggest thing was how... Who are these kids? Who are these, who are these people who are in their 20s? And, you know, it's been alleged that this is a mass suicide. You know? Like, did somebody hang them? Was it like, yeah, we want to get rid of the whole generation? Or was it like a culty mass suicide? Like, what was the thing? And my question was... No, because the grandma was, like, strangled. Yeah, she was pronounced strangulated. You know what I mean? That's why... That was... Yeah, that was, like... 
that was taking it to like a whole personal or they couldn't get the grandma to get up on her stool guys true yeah um so anyways i was like who are these young adults and why were they okay with this right and actually a lot of the neighbors were shocked at nitu's death i think nitu is the sister one of the sisters nitu is one of the daughters she's 25 right and they were like what they you know neighbors couldn't understand why because she was very bubbly and a very confident girl um she you know has a she had a degree in commerce um she was well known very influential in her community and they just didn't understand why she would be somebody who would you know participate in something like this right right manika who's 23 she was a lot more quieter um, but she she was doing her um, BC. What's a BC? It's a degree. I forgot. She, oh, Bachelor's of Science. I was looking for all of us. Business, all of us bachelor. quiet as hell. Just like we're, what? We're like what the fuck is <laughs> <laughs> like I was like study. before Christ. We're all people who who have gone to uni and probably studied a BC, and we are like, what the fuck does that mean? I was Sorry, like before guys. Christ. Like what are we talking? So, about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was completing her bachelor's of science and she wanted to pursue a master's in forensic science right well you wouldn't do that oh, if, yep. you wouldn't be planning that longevity right and then there was priyanka she was the chick who got engaged two weeks ago she's 33 she Aww. she was you know described as a very hard worker won many trophies and awards and certificates like you just don't expect these type of people to off themselves you know and then can i just on a yeah this is just like an on a completely different side note um you guys do you ever okay i i always find these like whenever i'm listening to dang your true crime um podcast or watching like a video about like a murder i always find it really interesting well not interesting i mean it's like it's pretty common but how every person that describes or is known or has known the victim they're always described as you know like the best adjectives ever like you know they're always a, like a good student or hard-working mm. parent or like they were so quiet they were lovely to their neighbors they were like and it's kind of like they were in denial that they could be a part of this right you know what i mean yeah, they're like yeah. oh they would never do that or, or like she didn't seem like the girl yeah. to be in like this type of situation and it always it always bro if I die and people she say, if I die and people say, if somebody says, Flower loved life, she just wanted to live and was just so I, happy. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, you're the one that murdered her. You come lying. On, come bro. now, come clean, come clean. Like, you're, you're, yeah. let's go to the station right now. No, I just, I, yeah, I just find that really interesting because, like, when I think about it, if I were to ever get murdered, what, like, what adjectives or what words would people use to describe me and, if they were like true, like who would describe me a certain way, and then who would describe me like as the correct way, you know, as someone who I saw myself as? Um, Larry was a <laughs> mentally ill bad bitch. Would be my description. I'll just be like, oh yeah, Larry was just like, she's a vibe, you know, she's like really bitching. <laughs> the cops is like, uh, so what's vibes? <laughs> The news, the news reporter. Um, can you not it's swear? It's okay. She'll be back Larry, on Halloween. Don't worry. Uh, mentally ill with great vibes. Back to you, John. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a photo of you just 
thumbs up. Anyway, that was just a that was just an interesting point that I wanted to anyway continue. Yeah, but like I kind of I'm not saying that all of these people were amazing, but you know nobody does degrees, nobody gets engaged, you know, to do this. Anyways, the saddest thing I think was the kids, right? So there was the two 15 year old boys, Shivam and Dura, Dura, Dura. Anyways. So they were bright students. They always scored really well in their exams. Um, they were into like motorbikes and cars and their family didn't own any. And they followed a very strict ritual of studies. They studied for at least two hours before going out and playing at night. They used to play cricket, go cycling almost every day. However, they were extremely God-fearing. This was described by one of the neighbors that, you know, one of the neighbor boys was like, they were extremely God-fearing, and on Sundays, they would worship the sun by offering water, which is not a normal activity. They were, wait, the, the sun, the, wait. Right? <laughs> the sun, by the giving sun it water. <laughs> you look no. a little bit thirsty there, son. Here's some water. Keeping us warm all day. But also, the two 15-year-old boys at in 2018, did not have access I'm to I'm sorry, this was in 2018? They weren't allowed. Oh, Holy, okay. I was thinking yeah. this was like in the 90s or or, or something. But yeah. like, 28, this is like really like recent. Whoa. 2018, oh my god. Guys, there, there's camera footage. Of them worshipping oh, the sun. <laughs> surveillance. They no, put a bucket on the they, they have They have CCTV Wait, of okay, like the so front 2018. of the house. Holy okay, shit. Okay, I want to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Does this make sense at the end, Flower? Or are you just messing with us? Okay. Yeah, what if she's just like, I fuck, with it. it hasn't been <laughs> solved. No one knows anything. I just wanted to fuck with you um, guys. So yeah, so these boys were extremely bright, you know, great at extracurricular activities, never missed school, and yet they were hung to death. Oh, so they were hung you know? to death. Is this a little hint here? Were is they, it, or is did this I just a little say it like hint that? there? I don't I feel like that tone, that tone. We gotta check that tone <laughs> real quick. Alrighty, alrighty. So here's what happens. Right, the family is found hung. There is a horde. There is a stampede of people outside. The village is packed. Media outlets are there. People are trying to, you know, look at everything. And inside of the house, there was mysteriously 11 pipes. 11 pipes? Going, like, they were like... Pipes. Yeah. But the thing was, the pipes didn't... Re- yeah, pipes. Like plumbing like, pipes? Like the, oh, okay. Drain pipes. Yeah, yeah. And then they were, and then some people were just sitting there and they were like, why are there 11 pipes at the side of the house? And they were like, there were some that stuck out and some that were like facing downwards. And it correlated to the right amount of females and males what? that were hung. Right? So, yeah. Um, and so there were speculations and all the stuff. And um, there's actually, if you guys want to see it, you can... After I'm done with this, you guys can Google the images. There are there are images with the faces blanked out, oh but you'll see the hung bodies. Wait, sorry, what um, was this case called again? So I need like some the Budari deaths, and I know this because it was a Netflix that came out recently came out, as well. And I was like, oh, I should watch this, and that's what got me into this. Yeah. Okay, why does the family's photos look like they're in? They came from like a drama or something. That's just because that's how Indian people look. Like, why are they? Are, okay. <laughs> No, like, why is it, like, it's, like, a cast oh, of some no, type no, no. of, like, drama. Um, those photos have been edited out of other things and then put in as a collective. Oh, okay, well. But, but, but like, tell me, why, tell, why do they it's... look so good in this family photo? Anyways. Oh, oh my god. They did not censor out the, that, the faces. 
They did not censor- Okay, be careful because they did not censor out anything in Google. They didn't? I swear to God I looked them up. No, they did not. Sis, I like- I'm seeing it right now. Like, oh! I can see their faces. Oh, okay. Like, it's- it's- they're like- there's like a oh, censored no. No, no, one. no, 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 no. And then oh, right I above the censored one, one the no. photo is a non-censored photo. Okay, I'm you home alone, so this is just not the perfect thing yeah. to do. Okay. Yeah, this is this ain't it. Yeah. Alright, guys, I'm going to continue. So, when the police were inside the house, and obviously they had to get all the body, they had to take all the photos, they had to, you know, do all the stuff, they had to get rid of the bodies from the house, because yep. they had to go yep. and have an autopsy. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, were they poisoned and then hung? You know, how many people does it take to kill and hang 11 bodies? You know, all of this stuff. Um, but in the house, they found 11 diaries. Of? They what? found 11 Sorry, diaries continue. I just have so many questions. Yes. Yeah. So I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where this is going. Now My mind is. I, I have no. There is poles. Every time there I think diaries, that I've like cracked, there are like, five chairs now. Or, okay. or I've like five come up with a theory. No She's always like, and then there was a diary, and I'm like, um, what? All right. So it was suspected to be a murder mystery. However, the investigators were baffled when they discovered eleven diaries scribbled with notes detailing the situation. What? Like the murder? The, what? What's the situation? Yeah. Tell us the situation. (laughs) All right. So the first mention of the granddad in Lilith's diaries was in September 2007. Right? And he like talks about his dad and it says in the notes, the father asks the family to keep his black and white photo in front of them in the house to remember okay. him. So um, a neighbor in 2008, he said that when he was speaking to Lalith one day, um, he like, the neighbor asked like, how did you regain your voice? And Lalith said his father came to him in his dream and asked him to perform a puja, like uh, a prayer. Um, and that was it. After that, Lalith never mentioned his father again. He literally just said, my dad came to me in my dreams. And then from that point forward, every day, the whole family had believed that the granddad was speaking to Lalith. And every day they prayed at 9pm for 15 minutes to half an hour and said to someone once that it's time for granddad to come. I fu- I fucking knew there was something up with this whole so, like wait, granddad. It's dad. I fucking knew it. Yeah, oh, it sounds very like cultish. So during these like prayers at night, Lalith used to sit in the front, and over the years, he had taken the place of his dad as the family patriarch. What? Okay. Right? Yeah. So. This is some like hereditary shit. I swear to God, like so. L- oh my so God! is claiming that his dad is speaking to him through his dreams, and that he is, you know, speaking from. So is he? So is him. he telling the family right? members this? Everybody. Like, is he just telling them, like, look, dad's back from the dead? So yeah. So no, what what he's saying is, dad is telling me that. Oh, this if 
if these two people are fighting, don't do that anymore. This is how you guys should associate yourselves and surround yourselves around each other. And that's why the, the household and their company was flourishing. The dad... Mm. So in these diaries are filled with instructions in a strict, almost scolding tone for all of the family members to follow, right? They directed the daily routine of the members, including their eating habits, their mundane activities, their finances, general, you know, um, housekeeping for the family, and the notes to appear to have a major bearing on the way that the family lived. Like they lived that were being said notes. to Lalith from his dad. Yeah. So, based on the diary entries, the police suspect it to be a case of a ritual gone wrong, leading to what is called a mass suicide. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, this is some demonic shit right here. All right. So, so do you guys want to know what the ritual? Wait, I'm just gonna take a moment. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> this is. This is just. <clears throat> wait. Hold up. Okay. Yeah, I so. don't know why I'm just thinking like the um whatever the grandfather or whatever like de- demonic shiz is like possessing the dude. He's he's like coercing them. He's like, hey guys, we should do this fun. This is ritual. like this is like Annabelle or like hurt, the conjuring. You know? And then like, like, oh, the little girl and the doll just wanted to play with us. And the next thing you know, fucking possessed. Oh, stop it. Cue that TikTok. It's like, come on in. The water's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm in a house full of people and I'm terrified again. (laughs) TikTok by the window. All right. Guys, stop it. Stop it. Actually. I'm sorry. You, you, I'm 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 by myself. You have people with you. Okay, well, clearly now that we realize from this case, people doesn't really be safe. True. True. All right. So the ritual, the details and the directions provided in the diary matched how the bodies were found. Their faces covered, mouths taped, cotton balls in their ears. The diary also mentioned everyone will tie their own hands, and when the ritual is done, when it, then everyone will help each other untie their hands. This indicated that the family was not expecting to die. Mm. And that the instructions for this ritual had been written down for years. For, wait, for, hold up. So it was like a generational thing that they do. No, so, so the ritual was written in the diary for years. As in, the dad had told Lilith about this ritual. Oh, before he passed away or like? No, 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 no. Remember that the speaking to Lilith in his dreams yeah so like 2007 2008 ish right okay so they were holding off this ritual up until 20 they were living their like scheduled journal lives for so long until this ritual moment because they didn't commit it until well i mean the journals were written started writing 10 years before the ritual was even performed so it doesn't say exactly when anyways the ritual is a tree root based ritual it's called the worship of banyan tree right the the notes say if a group of 11 people followed these rituals all the problems would ease out and they would attain salvation right the family members get into a formation to mimic the banyan tree's roots 
hanging down. This was done to appease God. The notes stated that the ritual had to be carried out for seven days and described how they had to tie a cloth around each other. Devi, Lilith's mother, was found was let out of the hanging because but she was too heavy. So they couldn't get her up. And the whole stool thing. So, so they didn't have like, enough stools. No, we like no, she didn't she no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they didn't have enough Because you know how we were talking about how she got strangled to death, and I and I was like, oh, it's probably because she couldn't get up on a stool because she's like old, right? But okay, (laughs) yeah. So she was still like strangled. Like they still tried to do a a no, okay, but like, but it didn't really work. I'm so confused. Why were they like? Were they? You mean like they were mad because they were like, you can't get up on the stool, and so you're gonna ruin this whole ritual for all of us? <laughs> no, 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 no. They didn't. No, Grandma, you're crapping the style no. of this. Ritual. I'm like so invested in this. So she she was performing the ritual, but she was doing it in I think a separate area and you in a different more way. more chairs, so man. You gotta buy different chairs out hanging. there. It can't be short. Yeah, but she just suffered. From strangulation. Um, so, the diaries detailing how all 11 family members were to die, including details on how the bodies were meant to be hung, right? Like, which manner the body should be found. Um, so they knew they were going to die? Notes. So, tragically, not really. Not. Because in other parts of the notes, it says, you will untie each other once you're done. So tragically, it seems that the diary also points to the idea that the family did not believe that they were going to die. The diary said that once the ritual is complete, that everyone will help untie each other. But didn't you say, like, it detailed how they would die? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's the word die I I think, like, I get what it's... Do you you mean, like, it was, like, a ritual thing, yeah. and eventually they would die, but if they continue doing this, it's, like, a prosperity thing, so as they keep doing the ritual, it's, like, a prosperity thing, but, like, maybe they're, like, okay, like, we'll eventually die anyways, and we have to, like, do this, like, every day, so, wait, so we wait. might as well do it. Was it, like... I don't know, because it says in the... Another entry says that the human body is mm. temporary. Right? So give me a second. However, oh, when the autopsy was found that none of the dead bodies showed any signs of strangulation, leading investigators to presume that all family members were aware of what they were doing, another tried to say, uh, another entry said, no one, uh, one will not die, but instead attain something great. That they would see their grandfather immediately after hanging themselves. They seem to have believed that he would save them and lead them to eternal salvation. After death, or even, or because if they're if they're sorry because like if they got scammed, they're like we didn't know we would really. They didn't read the fine print of the diary. Yeah, it's like like, (laughs) in small brackets (laughs) in the smallest font ever. But if they're because you're you mentioned that they're talking about how they're going to untie each other's hands, so this eternal, this like I guess this pros like I guess prosperity and this eternal salvation will still 
in their heads, they still thought it was going to be in their human body, right? Because you're not untying nothing if you're dead. Mm. And which they clearly thought they weren't going to die. So mm. they were, they thought their souls would have been, I guess their souls would have. It, it reminds yeah. me of, have you guys yes. seen Inception? Or oh, where they tell oh, they um, well yeah. spoiler alert if nobody first of all you cannot spoil Inception at this point <laughs> it much, hasn't referenced too yeah. much who, spoiler <laughs> warning to you weirdos who haven't seen Inception do you mean like the part where they like yeah, try to so like thought- tell each other like no like if we we gotta kill ourselves to get out of this reality to wake yeah, up okay yeah like that yeah that the whole seed idea of doubt of, you know this you gotta plant that seed yeah, of doubt right there. The, that if we just need to wake up and that this is just temporary and I can bring us. So anyways, so that's the whole entire story. And there are, there are a couple of theories that I don't want to go into because I think they're too far-fetched. There are two theories that I kind of think is plausible. So theory one is Lalit planned the whole thing, right? Was he actually mute? We don't know. Was he maybe mentally Probably. ill? Yeah, he 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 had two incidents. He had two major life changing incidents. Didn't see. Sorry, was those help. did those incidents you know, they, happen he was like a, when he was younger or in his adult years? Um, the car accident happened when I believe he was a teenager, and then the the being burnt in the plywood happened in two thousand and four. So he would have been like established mm, and okay. very old, like an adult. By then. So people are claiming that Lilith orchestrated all of this like over the years because the patriarchy is so strong in these households, right? Once the once the the predominant male dies, another one that needs to take that place and that place is of power. And maybe Lilith didn't know how to like take over that spot. How do you become the patriarch of such a, you know, such a big household? And maybe, you know, through his mental illnesses, that manifestation of his dad as a voice in his head was, like, the way he could sustain himself. I mean, it proved very well, but to what point did it go sideways? Um, And that, you know, the theory is is that Lalit didn't want, you know, he wanted to take his own life, but decided to kill everybody else as well. I feel like, like, like in general, these... um these cases aren't really like that surprising in like less developed countries like i know like in philippines like and i'm not sure about like how their like whole like mental health like healthcare system is like there but i know in like these less developed countries um they have obviously like mental health is basically non-existent to them they have no services and people live their lives like not having like their mental health like evaluated checked on and to me this sounds like he has schizophrenia and sometimes like people's like delusions and like there's like different types of delusions that you can have with like like schizophrenia Mm. and i feel like maybe it like manifested like later in his life or maybe like during the accident in his teenage years like you know what i mean like i feel like yeah. That probably led to him maybe like conjuring up this type of like whole fantasy almost and be- making his like family believe because he was ahead of the household. So I feel like that's really the case with this yeah. one. I feel like that theory makes more sense and it's like more plausible. 
because I have like I know I know like instances where that has happened in my like home country so I feel like yeah that's definitely like realistic for sure mm. the second the second theory is shared psychosis mm. shared psychosis disorder is a rare condition that involves you know a person or a group of people usually usually very close people to you know share this delusion um and that that might be this family and that you know doing this act would bring them salvation and like that's the biggest thing that gets me is that if it is a ritual thing if it is a spiritual thing nobody knew about it because everybody in the house never told anybody because in indian culture you really get told like this is something that stays yeah. in the house yeah. you don't tell other people about this and like what if that was you know with with the 15 year old boys i get it because if you're being taught to be fearful of god it's the only thing you know but what confuses me is these 20 year olds you know because like obviously once you get older you start to question your own beliefs but they were so well indoctrinated i feel like because so, there were so know, so many of them in the family believer. it's like easier to kind of like um like train them not to believe in that way like you hear like these cases of like kids getting kidnapped or kids being captured for like so long and being held hostage because adults like make up shit from like an early age that they believe it's true so maybe like that's what happened like the psychosis probably developed like way early on and that's just like how like that's just like reality for them yeah so like there is no clear you know case closed but they can't really say it's mass suicide they can't really blame Lalit for all of this, you know? Like, my biggest question I think that scared the shit out of me was, like, these children and these people who are in their 20s, like, how do you do that? How do you all stand in front of each other and go, we're doing this and there's going to be absolutely no consequences? How do you have a Bachelor of Science? How do you, you know, how do you have all of this knowledge? No, also... Yeah, that makes sense because, you know, you think that this person is um, modernized with the fact that, you know, they've got like a degree, they're pursuing further studies, they're doing all of this, and they're at an age where, you know, they want to do things on their own. But we're talking about like, from the moment some of these key incidences happen, it's been like 10 years, right? And from that moment on, from that key incident, They've started shifting all of their views and all of their thoughts. And if you believe in them for so long, it doesn't mm. matter what kind of external, um, like, it doesn't, yeah. You're so right. These, these yeah, they were young kids. Would have so been like 13 growing up started. In, a, in a household with such values and, and being indoctrinated in them at such an early age, it doesn't matter what external opinions or external, um, yeah, anything external, it's just not going to affect you in a way where it maybe if you still, at 13, your family was, I guess, still figuring out how to deal with you as someone growing up. Maybe they didn't really care about, you know, you not wanting to follow in their footsteps or their values or whatever. But this household clearly valued God. They clearly valued these um, spiritualistic views. And they clearly valued the patriarchy. And so... Those three things were really indoctrinated into their childhood. 
and obviously the the and take the youngest for example the two youngest they were 15 when they when they died they would have been just a baby when all of this started happening so they wouldn't know any better either and if you have like three generations in a you know household in a close space like that these are your people that you see every day these are your people that you go home to these are your these are basically people that you would see the most of out of your life right and so obviously you're not going to question it because you're like sure like if my family's doing it i'm sure other families are doing it too because these are three generations worth of people right and because in india the culture is that you live in such big families in one household it's pretty common for everyone to have these kinds of values i think yeah so it, it definitely makes sense. It doesn't definitely like the psychosis also really yeah. makes sense. The thing is though, these two theories make a lot of sense, which is which I get is why you can't. No one can determine one or the other. No, I feel like they kind of just like mix together. Yeah. Like they make sense hand in hand together. Like, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Adding mm-hmm. on to what Larry said, the whole like. Being in an Asian, like, culture and living in, like, households where generations live together, I feel like, this is just my honest opinion, I feel like Asians, they mature and they age slower than, like, say, like, Western, like, people. Because I feel like half the time, you don't leave your parents' house till you get married, basically. And who even knows how long that is? Sometimes, like, I kid you not, like, my one of my coworkers, she, she was telling me how she's, like, She's like an older Filipino. She's not older. I'm just joking. Like she's probably like just thirty. But she was telling me she's like, yeah, like honestly, if I wasn't married right now, I'd probably still be living with my parents. Just like having your parents have control and having like that like family structure to like an o- or older age, you're kind of like left in kind of like a childlike state or a childlike mindset where the family is really strong and they take care of like a lot of things and they decide a lot of things for you Very yeah like i feel like that also played in with this as well just like we say that they're old right like we say that the son was old um he probably was like a developed adult but he you know like he still had his mom around him he probably still had his dad around him so like i feel like um mentally the maturity was not quite there and it when his dad passed away there's probably like a lot of like disorder and stuff around the household, you know, like the structure is yeah, gone. Yeah, like a big thing that a lot of the detectives and doctors and all of these people talked about was that this was a mental disorder that Lilith had, right? And he hadn't gotten it checked out and it just manifested so truly and so deeply that it just it just spread into the whole family. And um, I think one of the closing statements was that this is a case of mental illness and the lack of conversation about what happens in our own households that needs to be a common practice in India or everywhere really because this whole mentality of like oh we only keep this in the house or we only talk about this here we don't tell other people is so toxic because that's the fuel that abusers need to be able to abuse people so when you try to teach your children like oh we don't talk about this outside like quite frankly i don't care about the yeah, what will yeah. people think like you should go and talk to people about things that are going on in your household because you need to know if it's normal and like you know it wasn't that severe in this case but like bringing it back to like the menendez brothers one of them went and asked his cousin like does your dad touch your penis 
And he was like, no, he doesn't. And then he was like, mm, this is wrong. You know, you need that like external dialogue. You need that external opinion because unfortunately people grow up in their own household and they're like, this is the way of yeah. life. And that's not true. So hopefully, hopefully this brings some change. But yeah. Just generational abuse is like, the, the way obviously is able to flourish for so many generations is because of that mentality and the mentality of keeping it in the household keeping it within the family because no one is going to take care of you except for your family your family's forever and that is yeah so nick she basically said that um in hindi she basically said that oh what will people think it's like a common phrase in it, yeah, we no, we have that it's phrase. We have that phrase yeah. in Philippines it is an too. Infamous line. Don't worry, I, I like. She said it in a way where I'm like, why yeah, do I feel yeah, something yeah. from it's, this? It's a classic. It's always brought up. You know, whenever someone's acting up, whenever you know someone's not in line with the family values, whenever someone isn't, um, someone's the black sheep of the family. It's always brought up. But yeah, so like with generational abuse, it's especially with cultures. You know, a, a P- POC cultures, especially with POC cultures. Um, obviously, this happens. So that's people of color yes. <laughs> for people who don't know. I'm not saying that this doesn't happen. This. Yeah. Well, people have been not living under a fucking rock. Everyone, I'm just saying, in in POC in general, this happens a lot, and you know, they get you to a point. Just notice this over the years, especially with other family members. Um. But I've noticed that they get you to a point where they make you think that you are nothing without their help and support. You are, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you from an early age need to start realizing. It's the guilt trip for yeah, me. Yeah, and you need to start realizing. They make you feel like you yes. exactly owe them. Like, like you wouldn't you be here if it weren't for them providing them. for you, if it weren't for them um, giving birth to you, if it weren't for them, you know. And I'm just like, okay. For those people out there at home, like, it is not your responsibility to owe, you don't owe your parents anything, Absolutely. you don't owe them, like, anything at all, you don't have to support their emotional baggage, you don't have to prove them anything, whoever, okay, I'm so upset, like, with the p- parents who bring children in their life to think that they would, like, complete them, you know what I mean, like, I- I hate when people do that, when they're like, you know, like, you completed me, like, I did everything for you. Like, you shouldn't put that much, like, emotional, like, baggage on children and expectations. You are not your parents' therapist. You are not your parents' trophy. You are not going to follow in their footsteps. You are not going to do what they want you to do just because they thought it'd be a good idea to have a kid and fulfill their dreams and have someone to talk to and have someone to, like, rely on their You are your own person. But (laughs) we're all like we said what we said. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who hurt us? But no, yeah, I... This case is... For us in particular, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, being being from an Indian house, like household as well, um, you know, my my nana actually has a lot of um, unchecked mental health issues that obviously are unchecked because of the time when she grew up and the place she grew up and the fact that. <laughs> 
Mental health is not a real problem. Uh, it is a real she's, problem, she's, guys. It, guys, it's all in your head. Just stop thinking. <laughs> We're just joking. She's, yeah, I mean, she, you know, my nana's been called uh, all sorts of things. I mean, crazy is probably the number one thing that a lot of people call her. Um, because of unchecked trauma and unchecked mental health issues that obviously when I was growing up, um, I started realizing the pattern of it. And I was like to my mom, I think Nana has some issues mentally that, yeah, I was, I was, I remember, what happened to the original plot of the film? I think Nana has like PTSD and she has a lot of unchecked issues that she needs to get checked out. And my mom was like, you know, your, your Nana's been going through this for as long as I can remember. And I just looked at my mom and I'm like, okay. I was like, I was like, I was like, mom, like this, I was like, mom, this isn't. Dude, I told my mom to go to therapy. I told my mom because obviously like growing up, the older you get, the more you find out your parents' no, traumas yes, because yeah. they'll find tell and then you, you, you listen to it and you're like, uh, that's not like, normal. <laughs> I was like, girl, do you do you want to go to therapy? I feel like you could really benefit from like talking the shit out. And she goes, nah, 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 uh, no. better, I'm fine. Like, child, it's okay. Like, I'm all good. And I was like, mm, I mean, are I you really, though? Are you really? She's like, I've moved on. I was like, I really don't think that's the case. What I really hate is what people don't understand is like, you you should get it checked out and you shouldn't ignore it because your like act of ignoring mental illness. There's a thing called epigenetics. So. All the stresses in your life, your mental illness, if you smoke or if you change your diet, it actually does get passed on in your genes. So when you're, for example, if you're struggling through mental health for a majority of your life, it's like your DNA in that period gets changed and it will be marked down and changed in your DNA like structure. So you will pass it down to your children, which is why like um, mental illness runs in the family. A lot with people so no this is this is actual facts i am educated don't <laughs> worry but like um as like a, an assessment kind of thing when we deal with people with mental illness we ask if it runs in the family because like you know like when there's signs of like close family having it you know it's kind of like shows maybe they'll be like you know came from the parents they probably also influences influence the development of this mental illness so yeah guys um be careful of your mental health and stuff you eat because you will pass it down to your kids <laughs> it does happen it's not like oh it's okay my kids won't suffer no your this... sperm your eggs are getting fucked right now so like <laughs> get your shit fixed this is, this is the one i think like, as we speak okay this is kind of, i just realized as i was about to say it, i was like mm, that doesn't sound quite right but i was about to say that i this would be probably the time when I would say that I'm really glad that my mom is a single mother who has her traumatic experiences in check and goes to therapy regularly and you know knows what going through all these traumas and depression and everything is like because if it weren't for that I probably would not have like sought out help at you know my age as well like I would have probably thought that it was just me going through the motion of being a teenager, tra- you know, transcending into adulthood, like all of that. But the fact that my mom had that conversation and, you know, my brother and I saw her going through a lot of these things really helped, I guess, in a way, educate us from an early age about what mental health issues could look like. And they have different forms as well. So it really, 
really helped me also kind of look at my brother differently as well because he has a lot of unchecked issues as well that I'm actively pushing him to go to therapy for <laughs> but yeah oh dude like I have a cousin um who was recently unemployed and people no no like, no my no family was like oh he's no, no, lazy no. oh he just sleeps until midday and the minute I heard he's sleeps sign, until midday has terrible eating habits and is not motivated I'm like y'all need to tell him to go to therapy because yelling at him that he's lazy is not going to do anything. All right, I think that's a wrap for today's episode. So unfortunately, we don't have enough time to do mine and Larry's story, but we will be covering them over the next episodes, whether they be true crime, ghost stories, or just spooky stories in general. Who knows? Um, hopefully you guys stay tuned for the next couple of episodes. We will be posting them next week friday just be sure to watch out for our post on our instagram and tiktok and make sure you like us wherever you listen to our podcast whether that be apple podcast or spotify so yeah lost queens out